So we are looking at how to fast. Let's start from Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 2 and verse 14. Luke 4, 1 to 2 and 14. It says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterwards, when they had ended, he was hungry. Verse 14, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Let's go to Joshua 3, verse 1 to 7. The book of Joshua, chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. It says, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from the Acacia Grove, and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know by which way you must go, for you have not passed this way before. If the Bible is yours, underline, that you may know which way you might go, for you have not passed this way before. Verse 5, And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Let's say it together. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. One more time. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Verse 6. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day will I begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may, they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. May the Lord begin to exalt you in Jesus' name. Amen. Israel had had a 40-year transition between bondage and blessing. They had dwelt in Egypt for 430 years of suffering, bondage, misery, and hardship. And God was taking them to a promised land. And in between the bondage and the promised land were 40 years in the wilderness. Those 40 years were a type of the 40 days Jesus spent in fasting and prayer. It was a transition between the past and the future, between the small and the great, between the foundation and the glory. Somebody say foundation. Somebody say glory. 
for every one of us here there is a foundation there is a beginning there is a time of difficulty navigating the beginnings of your life and the, the beginnings of your journey but your beginning is not your end where you are today is not all that there is to you god has something greater for you so between the foundation or the beginnings and the place of glory there is a transition and what we seek to do in 40 days of power is to provide a bridge from where you are to where god wants you to be to provide a catapult a propeller an enabler to help you to get to that place easier faster and clearer so what is 40 days of power it's a time of sanctification and consecration to god a time of sanctification and consecration to god when somebody sings and says you are saying i am giving i am giving you all my heart it's a time of consecration sanctification to god lord i give you my heart i give you my soul i live for you alone you are telling god that here i am take me it's a time of spiritual empowerment that means that you receive power to do exploits you receive power to live for god you receive power to do what you ordinarily were not able to do so it's a time of spiritual empowerment it's also a time of preparation for the next chapter of your life for every one of you here there is a next level is there anybody writing exams here today i, I don't know why i have a strong edge for somebody either writing exams or taking an interview this week is there anybody writing exams or taking an interview this week let me see all right after the service remind me to pray for you okay but it's it's a preparation for the next level of your life there is a next level of your life or a next chapter in your life and god wants to prepare you for that chapter what is sanctification when we say we are sanctified or consecrated what does it mean it is intentionally setting something apart for every one of us here especially the woman there is some crockery or some cutlery that you don't use ordinarily in your home you only use it when you have special guests or special locations let me not use food related examples for some people there are some clothes that you hang them and you wear them once a year so they are deliberately set apart for special occasions so when we say something is sanctified it is deliberately set apart but not for special occasions in this instance but separation from the secular and the profane and focusing or dedicating for sacred use or spiritual purposes when they say something is sanctified it is separated from earthly or secular use and dedicated to god 40 days of power is not just another time another normal period 
It's like offering God a tenth of your year. If the year has 365 days, if you divide it by 10, it's 36.5. How do you even calculate it? So you round it up and say, 40 days in the year, I give them to God. Is that a nice idea? If you like the idea, just wave your right hand. Yeah. You say, God, listen, you've given me a whole year. Let me give you 40 days where you are the focus. Not that in the other days we don't focus on God, but you are giving him additional, special, extra focus in this season. So, it's a time when we say there are things we normally will do in our regular time that we would not do during the 40 days of power. And there are things also that we do during 40 days of power that we don't do in our regular times. That is why we deliberately, every single day, meet throughout the 40 days of power. It's very deliberate. You are saying, God, you deserve to have some time in my day, every day in these 40 days. And it's never more than two hours in person. So it shouldn't be too difficult to give, considering all that God has done for us. So to- tomorrow, Monday, I'm expecting a full house with holy hands lifted up to God, saying thank you for six months in this year. We say, God, I am giving you these, these days and I'm giving you this time. And that is what we want to do in 40 days of power. It's also a time where you make a conscious effort to separate yourself from willful sin. You say, Lord, help me to live right to honor you. Why do we fast? Why do we of our own free will stop eating? Number one, to develop a hunger for God. Humans by nature are hungry. By nature. Nobody is socialized to be hungry. You, you are born hungry. The first cry of a child is often a cry for food. So, we don't need encouragement to be hungry. It is a natural impulse. When we deliberately stop eating or reduce our eating or cut back on food, we are replacing that natural affinity for food with an affinity for God. That is why when you do it well, you just love to pray because you get closer to God instead of closer to your kitchen or your dining table or your takeaway. So you are suppressing the fleshly desires and focusing on him. The second reason is to get our hearts right with God. Our hearts right with God. In the course of our lives, we can find that our hearts are not focused on God. We can get to the point where God is not in the center of our hearts, where our hearts are gradually steering away from God. You know what? Backsliding is very easy. It never happens, boom. It is like erosion. Little by little by little. So you begin to cut back on what you do for God. And with time, you are so far from God that because it happens so gradually, you don't see it. But fasting helps us to get our hearts right with God. It also helps us to live by God's word. To live by God's word. 
man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God or from the word of God. So, in fasting times, we recalibrate our lives to center on God's word and to live by God's word. The fourth reason is to yield to God's leading. To yield to God's leading. There are times when God is telling you something. You know it. And you know, you've known it for a while. Sometimes God patiently nudges you, prompts you, gives you a word, gives you a prophecy, and it increases the forcefulness of what he's telling you, and you also increase the forcefulness of your resistance. In a time of fasting, you, 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 you yield yourself and say, Lord, where you are leading me, I will go. The things you are telling me to put aside, I will put them aside. And the things you want me to do for you, I will do them. Amen. Tell somebody fasting is good. There are two types of fasting. First is a personal fast. You don't need 40 days of power to fast. There are people who fast once a month, maybe the first. They are born on Tuesday, and therefore the first Tuesday of every month or the last Tuesday they fast. Some fast once a week on the day they are born or on the day that they spend time praying on a retreat. Everybody has their own schedule. So an example of a personal fast is Ezra 10 verse 6. The Bible says, Ezra rose up from before the house of the Lord and went into the chamber of Jehohanan, the son of Eliashib. And when he came there, he ate no bread and drank no water, for he mourned because of the guilt of those from captivity. A personal fast is initiated by an individual, a family, or a small group. A few people decide that we will fast and pray for the next level of our lives for our business or for something that is dear to our hearts that is a personal fast then there's a public fast like 40 days of power proclaimed for a large group very common one second chronicles 20 verse 3 to 4 and jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the lord and proclaim the fast throughout all judah so Judah gathered together. Somebody say gathered together. Somebody say gathered together. Somebody say gathered together. To ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. A public fast is often characterized by a holy convocation or a holy gathering. Because the fast is public, provision is made for the people to gather and seek help from the Lord. Praying together is key because there is a corporate anointing. When the spirit of agreement is there, it releases a supernatural grace that makes things happen. And I'm not surprised that already there are so many testimonies of people that God has done something for since we began four days ago. Let's go on to the approaches to fasting. The approaches to fasting. The first is a normal fast, which is total abstinence from food, but not water. This is the recommended one. 
abstinence from food but not water that means you can drink water in luke chapter 4 and verse 2 bible says of jesus being tempted for 40 days by the devil and in those days he ate nothing and afterwards when they had ended he was hungry a 40-day fast can be done continuously but what we are recommending is a daily fast for 40 days that means that you fast tomorrow and then you break the fast and the next day you fast again and you break it the first time i fasted i was told a fast was from 6 to 12. that was the worst piece of information they gave me they should have told me the fast was till 12. but they said the fast was from 6 to 12. and i was very passionate about jesus so i woke up early in the morning and went to the house of my house master whose wife sells kinky and said to her is the kinky ready they said the kinky will be ready by six i said it will spoil a lot of things so 5 40 thereabouts the kinky wasn't ready we said oh it's ready so she managed to fish out a couple of balls of kinky and we decimated the kinky and began the fast at six and then breakfast time this was secondary school we went and collected our bread and kept it in the locker waiting <laughs> at 12 where the bread regretted and we were so sure we had fasted 6 to 12 but God is merciful all those things we did God had mercy on us and used it to, to, to groom us but we genuinely thought we were fasting but a fast is just an abstinence from food it doesn't mean wake up early in the morning and eat so if you are a beginner and you can even do till 12 God will still honor it but don't say if you are a veteran that, oh, I am a beginner, so pastor, tomorrow I'll do it till 12. Allow the Lord to strengthen you. And it's not difficult. When you move from 12, try to go to 3 o'clock. And you will enjoy it more. But when you go to 6, you feel very accomplished. You feel very happy. And, and it, it, it's a rewarding experience. The reason why it's difficult is because we see fasting as punishment but fasting is like being in the presence of somebody that you love how can it be difficult so the first is a normal fast the second is an absolute fast that is total abstinence from food and water in acts chapter 9 verse 9 the bible describes saul after his encounter with the lord jesus christ it says and he went three days without sight and neither ate nor drank so the bible adds that nor drank an absolute fast is only recommended for a short period and i will add with medical guidance or medical advice the reason is very simple water is a very essential part of your body's chemistry or function so water cleanses the body and, and helps it to function properly so we don't recommend the absolute fast in fact we recommend drinking of water even in large quantities it's good for you 
The third is a partial fast. The partial fast is abstinence from specific types of food. In Daniel 10, 2 and 3, Bible says, in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three weeks were fulfilled. Please leave out the anointing part. It's like saying I won't bath or I won't use cream for three weeks. So I beg you, don't, don't, don't add that one. But I was speaking to somebody yesterday who said, for medical reasons, I'm doing only vegetables and fruits in small quantities. That's what my doctor advised. That's beautiful. The person is still fasting. Don't see them eating their small fruit and say, hey, I've caught you out of a bit. No, 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 no. Fasting is a very personal thing. You're not marking a register. You're not chasing people and catching them and saying, hey, I caught you. No. It's a personal experience. Somebody say personal. Let me end with Jesus Christ's thoughts on fasting. Jesus' thoughts on fasting. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18. So Jesus said, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Aren't we all guilty? Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. <laughs> but you, when you fast, underline when you fast. When you fast, underline it. He say you, when you fast, anoint your head. Wash your face. Put on your makeup. Is, that, is it there? Which version do you have? Look nice. Anoint yourself. Wash your face so you don't appear to men to be fasting. But to your father who is in the secret place. And guess what? And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. This is the Jesus prescription for fasting. Four things. Number one, Jesus expects, expected and still expects his disciples to fast. He didn't say, if you fast, that is optional. He said, when you fast, that means he knew by all means they will fast or they should fast. So when you fast, Jesus expected his disciples to fast. The second thing is that fasting should not be pretentious. In the days of Christ, the Pharisees will walk like this. With their head lifted up, their face very morose, sometimes they will put on sackcloth. From a mile away, you see that the person is fasting. And, and we do it sometimes. Praise the worship, we dance. We are in the spirit. I agree that you are in the spirit. But smiling won't spoil the spirit. 
So when pastor says smile at someone, <laughs> you are so much in the spirit, if you smile, it will bring you down. Please, you will still stay up. So smile at somebody. Tell the person I'm in the spirit. Tell the person, believe me, I'm still in the spirit. So you can smile at somebody and still be in the spirit. Number three, it should be done as unto the Lord. If you fast for ICGC, you enjoy it. If you fast because new wine said fast, you will not enjoy it. The fast you enjoy is the fast that is unto the Lord. If you love God, if you know God, if God has been good to you, if you want to obey God, the fast must be unto him. And the fourth thing I learned is that God openly rewards those who truly fast. It says that God who sees in secret will reward you openly. How many are going to be bold and, and, and do some fasting in these 40 days of power? Some fasting. Oh, how many will be bold to fast in these 40 days of power? Let me see my hand. Wonderful. Let me give you some simple guidelines for fasting. These are not scripture. These are personal guidelines for you. The first thing I want to tell you is take one day at a time. If you are new to fasting and you hear 40 days of power, it can be very intimidating. 40 days. Then you calculate the days. We start in June and we end at the end of July. We almost even entered August. Three months. But don't think of three months. Think of tomorrow. Why are you worried about Tuesday? Leave Tuesday to yourself. Just think of tomorrow. Just fast tomorrow. That's all I ask. Fast for tomorrow. Then when you enjoy it, then you think about Tuesday. Guess what? Then you think about Wednesday. So don't worry about Tuesday at all. Just think about tomorrow. Tomorrow is Monday, 26th. Just fast. Number two, don't be afraid to fast. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. When you haven't tried something before, you can be afraid. When you do it and you realize that, oh, now of your own free will, you want to attempt it. The third one that many of you will find interesting, fasting is not a weight loss program. Fasting is not a weight loss program. If you lose weight as a byproduct of fasting, glory be to God. But that is not the principal objective. We fast not to lose weight, but to draw close to God. When we draw close to God, all other things, including weight loss, shall be added unto us. <laughs> but the focus must be God. Number four, drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. It's so important. In fact, it's an advantage when you drink water because when there is no food, it actually serves to wash your system and renew it. Number five, when you are breaking your fast, please avoid fizzy carbonated drinks. And caffeine. The coffee drinkers. Physician, heal thyself. 
This is the only time I go and leave <laughs> from coffee. But avoid fizzy drinks when you are fasting. Number six, this is very important. Reduce the portions of food. You said, oh, I'm sure yesterday night you disciplined some kinky and some food. Please, reduce the portion you used to break. The reason is very simple. It's not that, like me, at the kinky seller's house at dawn, I'm trying to stop you from visiting your, the sins of the lunch upon it. No. The truth is, if you break with heavy food, the next day you feel hungry early. It's a fact. By the chemistry of digestion, if you eat heavy food late in the night, apart from it not being medically advisable, once you eat heavy food late, the next day you feel hungrier. Interestingly, the one who eats lighter food is rather up and early and bright and ready to go again. So the recommendation is a small portion. Some of you don't believe me. I can see some of you laughing and saying, Pastor, everything I said so far is fine, but this last one, we'll think about it. The seventh one, focus on Jesus. Tell somebody, focus on Jesus. Number eight, don't be legalistic. Don't be legalistic. I've caught you. Hey, don't be legalistic. Fasting is not a punishment. It is not a judgment. It is an experience. Like you are climbing a mountain. Nobody sent you. You went to climb the mountain. When you climb level one, you are happy. Then you say, Afajato, you have climbed um, 100 and there is this number more to go. Then you, say, then you stop and take a selfie. You are happy. It's a personal journey. A personal spiritual journey. So don't be legalistic. Number nine, one of my favorites. By mistake, you were passing the table and you took a biscuit and put it in your mouth and you say, ah! You know what? Swallow the biscuit. Put on your best smile and continue the fast. The biscuit is like a pothole. When you are driving and you fall into a pothole, you don't stay in the pothole. Just come out and continue driving. Tell somebody to continue driving. Put your hands together for yourself. I'm not saying find a biscuit <laughs> and say, thou art a biscuit, but hereafter, I have baptized you and you are a portal. No. If you fall into a portal, you just come out and continue driving. So if you forgot and find yourself with something in your mouth, don't make a big case out of it. It's not a legalistic journey. It's a personal, spiritual journey. In the same way that if you decide at the end of the day that, listen, the day has ended, but instead of breaking, I want to continue to tomorrow, it is free. It is not a legalistic experience. It is free. So don't make it a very painful, legalistic, unenjoyable experience. And that brings me to my last point. Embrace fasting willingly and joyfully as a blessing, not a burden. Some of my greatest spiritual experiences have been when I'm fasting. And I enjoy it. I look forward to this as the high point in my year. I was laughing at Lady Comfort that when you celebrate your birthday during the fast, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's just a blessing. 
because God has been good to you, and you can wait upon him and thank him for life. I know why you're laughing. On my 50th birthday, I invited my best friends from all over the world and gave them water and sent them home. <laughs> I cut the cake, but I didn't eat it. But I was very happy. It was a very special day. So, if you started on Thursday, by now you're on day number four. If you have not as yet started, please, don't mind anyone. Start tomorrow. If you start tomorrow and you are able to cross your first barrier, celebrate and clap for yourself and continue. But no portals tomorrow. Sanctify the period from now to the 31st of July as a season of consecration. Determine that this, this season you will know God for yourself. I like it when the Bible says, my God. My God means not the one pastor spoke about or I heard about. It is my God, the God of Seth, the God of Enam. My God, I have experienced him for myself. Very often when, when you see something that you haven't experienced, you say, oh, eh, it's nice. But when you experience it, you say it is real. One day, one of my friends here came to a function and there was something like the wow moment that we did during the PCH. And his name was mentioned, and when he came, he asked for the mic and said, this thing, it is real. What was he saying? Now that I've experienced it for myself, I can tell that it is real. May you have a real moment in these 40 days of power. May you have a my God moment where God appears to you or you have an experience that you look back at and you say, this one, my God did it for me. Spend time fasting every day, pray every day, read the Bible, worship, make time for our daily prayer, and spend time just lying down sometimes and just enjoying God's presence. And as you do, it is my prayer that these 40 days of power will be the most rewarding and fulfilling spiritual experience of your life in jesus name amen let's rise together as we pray i have made you too small in my eyes oh lord forgive, forgive me and i have believed in a lie that you were unable to help me. But now, O Lord, I see my Lord. Heal my heart and show yourself strong.
want to turn to prayer and today we are praying and presenting your body as a living sacrifice unto the lord you want to dedicate your body your mind your heart and your thoughts unto him please lift up your hands as we pray say father i dedicate my body my soul my heart my mind to you just speak to god in a minute tell him i give it to you i give you my heart i give you my mind i give you my soul in the name of jesus lift up your voice dedicate your spirit soul and body unto god in the mighty name of jesus ask god to take your life take your heart take your body and use it for his glory in the name of jesus i dedicate my life to you i dedicate my heart to you to live for you and to honor you with everything that i do with everything that i say let my life be a sweet smelling fragrance honoring you a living sacrifice sold out to you to live for you to serve you and to honor you in jesus name our second prayer is for sensitivity and clarity ask god to open your spiritual eyes and ears to him pray for sensitivity and clarity to hear when god speaks the things you want to do god will speak to you about them and bring you clarity and some of those are life-changing moments that define your life your marriage your career pray to god and ask for clarity and sensitivity to his spirit let's pray father in the name of jesus speak to us by your spirit by your holy spirit speak to our hearts speak to our hearts bring us clarity in the place of confusion let your voice be clear in the name of jesus lift up your voice lift up your voice makataya bandele makotaya kaba lift up your voice to god ask for clarity let the holy spirit direct you in all choices that you make ask for sensitivity that your ears will be inclined you must listen you know in order to hear ask god for sensitivity to the voice of the holy spirit that in this season as you separate yourself from food your ears will be inclined to hear when god speaks in the name of jesus thirdly you are praying for guidance ask god to lead and guide you by his spirit declare your hunger and thirst for his word in your life in your health in your marriage in your business in every area of your life may god's word guide you may god's word guide you may god's word guide you lift up your voice as you pray in the name of jesus guide us oh god guide us oh god guide us on this journey guide us in our marriages guide us in our lives guide us in our education guide us in our, our health guide us in our choices in the name of jesus guide us guide us guide us lead us lord lead us lord every step of the way lead us in the name of jesus we honor you for guidance in jesus name fourth prayer praying for revelation revelation you want to break free from every from the flesh from human logic and theories that do not honor the lord and enter into the arena of the supernatural sometimes the doctor's report is conflicting with god's word somebody is telling you that you will never rise up some boss somewhere is saying you will never make it in your career 
and they are saying it so forcefully that you are accepting that theory let god be true and every man a liar you are moving into the supernatural and praying that the secrets of the lord shall be revealed to you i speak to every family experiencing cycles of defeat and declare that by the word of the lord cycles shall be broken i said cycles shall be broken cycles shall be broken it may have brought down your parents brought down your grandparents brought down your great-grandparents but in your time cycles are broken in jesus name every cycle of defeat every cycle of intimidation every cycle of retrogression it is broken cycles of poverty are broken in jesus name those writing the exams and going for interview this week please come and stand in front here as we continue praying quickly just come up front the fifth prayer you are rising from a place of repeated stagnation to a place of unprecedented blessing there is something that will happen in these 40 days of power a place you have never been before something you have never experienced before a level of glory you have never seen before please lift up your hands lift up your hands everyone this is for you as well those about to write exams an unprecedented blessing is coming your way unprecedented blessing a being see that you have not experienced god in this way before in the mighty name of jesus lift up your hands to god unprecedented blessing when you go for the interview the blessing of god will break the door open for you in the mighty name of jesus when you sit in that exam divine clarity understanding will be your portion boldness like a lion it will be your portion confidence retentive memory will be your portion the lord will go ahead of you and the lord will break the, the, the iron bars and create space for you in the mighty name of jesus as we pray we are declaring unprecedented blessing unprecedented blessing in jesus name number six declare that from today god is lifting you up to new heights new heights he said to joshua from today i will begin to exalt you god can promote you beyond the wisdom of men beyond the ability of men beyond the understanding of men may god begin to exalt you in this season exaltation is upliftment for some reason that boss that you know that, that that person will occupy that seat for the next seven years before they are promoted and your promotion can come for some reason they call you and they say oh i have taken a new offer somewhere and so i'm moving on and when they begin to contemplate on the replacement suddenly something that you were praying that it will come in seven years time that conversation is beginning to begin may god bring you to a place of exaltation i announce exaltation seven times exaltation 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 promotion does not come from the east it does not come from the west it does not come from man promotion comes from god may god lift you up may god make a way for you where there seems to be no way i announce exaltation in this church in the mighty name of jesus testimony upon testimony of exaltation and upliftment in jesus name and the final one is god will just fill your mouth with laughter you are driving and you are laughing you wake up and you are laughing you say hey is this me proclaim that in this 40 days of power in the place you have known sorrow you will see joy 
in the place you have no shame you will see glory in the place you have no pain you will see healing and god will fill your mouth with laughter and your tongue with singing the policeman will stop you and you are laughing he's asking you why you are laughing and you don't know but you are still laughing he said drive away drive away you are still laughing as you drive away may your mouth be filled with laughter and your your tongue with singing lift up your voice and proclaim laughter rejoicing joy glory it shall be my portion in these 40 days of power we affirm god's word and we declare god's word and declare that in these 40 days of power heaven shall kiss the earth in jesus mighty name amen celebrate the lord somebody celebrate as you go back to your seat celebrate the lord